Hello there, and welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. I am Josh Horowitz, your host for what's my weekly podcast, my little interview show, my jamboree where I talk to actors and filmmakers and all-around cool people, and that certainly fits the bill for this week's guest, uh, Mr. Josh Dumel. Uh, Josh Dumel... You know, of course, uh, from the Transformers films, and if you were a soap fan back in the day, you probably knew him, and uh, he has carved out a really cool, eclectic career. Also happens to be married to Fergie, one of the most popular uh, pop singers of our time. And to add insult to injury, he's like genetically blessed beyond belief. He's like the best-looking dude on the planet. Uh, he's super nice, uh, funny, self-deprecating. Um, and just an all around good dude. So if that doesn't annoy you and believe me, it should on its surface, um, get over it because I did. And I have over the years, I've talked to Josh a bunch and, uh, he's just a good guy. He really is. And, um, he is super, um, self-aware of sort of like his image uh, to the point where, a few years back, and we talk about this a little bit in the conversation, uh, he was game enough to come on uh, my little after-hours show for MTV and um, make fun of himself to such a degree that he put on a giant uh, full-body leather gimp outfit uh, alongside Julianne Huff to promote a movie. So if that doesn't tell you this guy is game and awesome, I don't know what will. Um, beyond all that, Josh is promoting uh, a really cool new show from Vince Gilligan. I mean, come on, guys. Creator of, of course, Breaking Bad. Uh, Vince Gilligan and David Shore, the guy that brought you House, have a new show that just premiered. Uh, it's on Sunday nights at 10 called Battle Creek. It's a cop show, but it's, as you might expect from Vince Gilligan, a little bit quirky, a little bit off, a little bit different, and definitely worth your time. As is this conversation, because Josh, as I said, is awesome. So uh, enjoy our conversation. Uh, we hit upon a lot of fun stuff, uh, including uh, his good old modeling days, battling against the likes of Ashton Kutcher, auditioning for, for Guardians of the Galaxy, and a lot more fun stuff. Um, as always, hit me up on Twitter. Joshua Horowitz is my Twitter handle. Go over to wolfpop.com. Check out all the fun shows over there. And in the meantime, enjoy this episode of Happy Second Fused with Mr. Josh Dumel. It's a Joshapalooza. Two Joshes for one price. Enjoy. Dude. I'm doing great, Josh. Some Horowitz. bad traffic today. Yeah, I missed my, you. I missed my first one. I saw. You hear about that? I saw. I was watching. I was waiting for you. All I got was stupid Dean. <laughs> it's not your fault. Is it your fault? It's totally my fault. <laughs> I was. I was. Thanks, Sound asleep. Stop it! Really? Forgot to set my alarm. Forgot to turn my phone off. Silent. It happens. And You're just, human. You and I happen to wake up and just look at my phone. And I saw that she's calling me. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> where are you? Uh, uh, I'm in bed. You were supposed to be here at 730. It was already like 815. It oh, happens. Yeah. The show doesn't need you promoting it. I don't even know why you're here. Exactly. I mean, this has a far wider reach than CBS this morning anyway. This is true. This is true. You know I'm, I mean? I'm tr- Please, Charlie Rose can just go to hell. Invite me. I'm concerned. Yeah. yeah. He was my first uh, job out of college, actually. Charlie, really? Four years. Four hard years working for Mr. Rose. Was he tough? He seems like it'd be easy. Uh, no, he's not easy. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, he's okay. He's all right. But yeah. 
Uh, it's good to see you, my friend. Welcome. It's good to see you too. Is is uh, is that James um, James Franco's brother in that movie with Vince Vaughn that I'm seeing? Uh, yes. Yeah. Unfinished business or something, right? Yeah, Dave. Okay. He's just no, like he's James, James. A little bit like smaller. He's funny in those in he's those great. trailers. Dave's very funny. Have you seen the movie? No, I haven't seen it yet. I don't see movies anymore. I'm too busy. Really. I don't, I don't believe that. I see, movies. I see a lot of movies. Yeah. And I saw your show, by the way. Oh, thank you. I, I am dedicated to this profession. I take this shit seriously, I, I guess you are. Um, uh, do your homework. Yeah, congrats on the show. You got anything to put my gum in? Ooh, my hand. Uh, how, about, ooh, how about like a, a card? Just like, sure. There you go. Um, oh, that's disgusting. That's a really... That's a, quite a color of gum. For me to you. Is that, is that your um, preferred flavor? What is that? It was in my bag. You just put whatever's in your bag in your mouth? <laughs> that's how you roll? <laughs> Um, thank you for coming and thank you for uh, coming back this is the first time I've seen you back here at MTV since I put you in a gimp costume so yes. uh, clearly you have a short memory or you're, you're just a glutton for punishment I am I, I think it's the latter I am definitely <laughs> a glutton for punishment you're I was like a, really are we really get, we're, he's not going to make me get in that rubber suit again you're such he? a good sport oh man <laughs> Anybody who says they don't have regrets in life is full of shit. <laughs> I like that. I feel like we shouldn't give any context. We should just talk about it. Like, yeah, yeah. He, hey, he put on a gift costume a, for gym me. Costume. That's the sweet Valentine's Day. It was. It was very sweet. What three years ago? Yeah, two or three years ago for Safe Almost, Haven. Yeah. You, you and uh, Julianne. Uh, it was fun. Um, okay, so let's talk. Uh, let, let's get the business at hand out of the way because it is a good show and it's a cool pedigree you've got behind it. Battle Creek. Thank you. Uh, back on TV, and I know. Part of its quality of life, right? Part of it's also the guys behind it. Talk to me a little bit about what drew you back. I think it's both of those things. It was originally I got a call that Vince Gilligan and uh, David Shore wanted to talk about a show. And I was like, do you guys have the right number? And so, of course, you know, you want to – Vince's – Breaking Bad is one of my favorite shows of all time. And David Shore uh, I wasn't as familiar with at the time. I'd seen House, but I hadn't seen as much of it as I had Breaking Bad. Right. But, you know, just an amazingly talented writer, too. And, and he, got, he, took, he brought together a, a great staff of writers for this. And I think I'm most proud of the fact that they've found a way to kind of uh, reinvent the police, you know, the network, network police yeah, dramas. Which is tough. We've seen, and, it feels like we've seen it all. We right? have. And they've been wildly successful. So I don't really, you know, blame them for continuing that same formula. But this is some of that. But it's also, uh, it's got a tongue-in-cheek sort of aspect to it that yeah. I really liked. And it's about the characters, and it's about these sort of uh, resourceful, ragtag, eclectic group of detectives that live in Battle Creek that have had to get by with very little for a long time. And my character comes in with all the government resources you could ever need. Yeah. And so that causes friction. And it, I, before I started the show, I didn't realize what a rift there was between the government agencies and local law enforcement. Sure. Uh, neither one of them feels like they get respect from the other. Yeah. And, you know, while they work together, it's not always uh, amicable. Isn't that funny? Like how there's like, there's like a hierarchy in literally every mm. profession of like the people that hate each other. Like even on my side of things, it's like the guys that write for websites hate the folks that work for like a national media thing. Yeah. And I'm sure like, I don't know if it was hate, but there, I'm, I'm sure back in the soap days, there was a feeling of like, we're at this level, and those yeah. guys get to do that cooler right. stuff over there. It's right. just—it's just inherent. I think it's like that high school mentality. It of like is. They don't the cool table. They don't understand the amount of work and the amount of talent that's on a soap. Yeah, you know, because they don't—they get—they nobody respects the soaps. But you know, the reality is that they're really talented people who are who are digesting 
and and regurgitating massive amounts of dialogue every oh my day. God, yeah. And so yeah, you're right. I think that anywhere you look, there's there's always that sort of friction between uh, different sides and whatever yeah. thing, and whatever you're doing. You see someone like Julianne Moore win the Oscar. Do you go into like the the, the, the soap actor alum chat room and be like, yeah, we did see, it, guys? See, see yeah, it's a one big fraternity. <laughs> there you go. Um, so after, I mean, you've obviously done a few series in your career. Like after each one, are you kind of like, that's it? Like I'm like I'm, I'm kind of done. Like I mean, was did it? Does it take some distance to say like, yeah, I want to jump in because you know an hour long, as you well know, an hour long. Ain't that cushy like no, three camera a, sitcom lifestyle? No, no, it's a no, long, it's those are long hours. Very very long hours, and I knew that going in. And I also didn't really have any expectations of what I was going to do next. I so think my whole uh, mantra for my career is just to, I just want to find the best material and find people that are going to make me better. And this was that situation, and I'm really glad that I did it. You know, I really hope that people catch on to this because it's a it's a it's a fun show and and yeah have you shot the first run of it or are you in the middle of it right now we like shot the first 13 episodes yeah and uh then you know depending on how well it does we'll either come back or yeah. that'll be it does it does it feel like like even in the, in the course of those 13 like you're finding i mean you start with a vince gilligan script mm-hmm. from from way back right? right which is great source material but do you find that like in the course of those 13 you're like okay we're really figuring it out by episode four or five like what the character dynamics are etc yeah I mean, the material was good from the beginning which helps but you still don't find your footing in until episode four, five. Yeah. Uh, so thank God we did have, you know, the stories were there. It was on the page. So it, it, once we as the actors really start understanding who these people are and what we can get away with and, yeah. what, you know, what the real vibe of the show is, it really starts to soar. So, you know, as the season goes on, I think that it just gets better and better. Do you, I mean, do you have more or less like, I mean, do you accumulate more self-confidence as the years go by when you're like, I mean, you've, you've been the guy on a TV show several times now. You've been the guy in some big movies. Um, you were, you know, you kind of came to acting relatively late. Like, did, did it, did you find like there was confidence from the beginning or did it take you a while to kind of feel like I belong here? I belong with these, with these guys on the set. No, it has taken me a long time because I didn't come about this, uh, in a traditional way, which, you know, I'm sure most actors would, would say that it was, you know, as a kid coming out of North Dakota, I was so intimidated by everything. You know, it was like, what, what am I doing here? You know, I don't belong. I feel like I'm pulling off the biggest scam in the history of entertainment. You know, like these people are hiring me. They don't know that I suck. (laughs) So, you know, it takes a while to sort of get over that and trust that you are good enough and you are there. You, you, you do belong, yeah. you know, and and that's the biggest hurdle I think I had to get over was just trusting that I was good enough. So when you were a kid, is 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 acting just is it just not even a frame of reference? Like this is not even a career option for somebody where in North Dakota and yeah. in my family. Is it just something that never even occurred to you to get into showbiz or was it like a secret kind of dream that you kind well, of Well, I think it to? was a secret dream that you have. I think a lot of people have these, you know, these ideas of how cool would it be to be, you know, in a movie. And I would I remember I'd reenact some stuff that I'd seen and I'd just, you know, on my own and I'd be like I could do that. I could do that. And then the, the reality is that you know, and you're actually sitting in that that casting room, going, "I can't do this. 
I can't do this. What was I thinking? I can't, it's so I can't, different I can't, in my bedroom. I can't, I can't stop sweating and, and, and my heart's <laughs> racing so fast that I'm going to have a panic, you know? Yeah. So the reality of it is that you have to just, if you're going to do it, you got to do it. Yeah. And once I got over the fact that they weren't laughing at me when I walked out of the room, that they really were wanting to hire me, that's when I really got my confidence and I started to get work is trusting that, you know, people were rooting for me, not against me. Was, um, okay, so let, let, let me clarify sequence of events because we know there, there was modeling. I know there was an aspiration to become a dentist. Yeah. Was, was well, this simultaneous? I think the modeling thing is a little bit overblown. I, yeah, I how much did, do you hate when someone brings uh, up the modeling? It's, it's, no, Scale it's, one it's, to ten. It's, it's, well, it's not my, it, hey, it's part, of, it's, it's part of my, it's a chapter in my yeah, life. Yeah, it yeah. was a very short chapter. I think that people think that I did it for years and I was successful at it. I sucked at it, first of all. <laughs> I was never comfortable doing it. And I only did it for about a year and a half. Uh, and I remember I kept hammering my agency to, on the commercial side to send me out for commercial auditions. I yeah. can do it. They're like, no, 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 that's for actors. And I just remember having like, you don't respect me at all. Right. And so I really started not working. not a piece of meat. It's just how you're objectifying me. But... You know, I also see it as a, it was an opportunity for me to get my foot in the door, sure. you know, so I don't completely disregard it. It was something that, you know, helped me in some way get from point A to point B, even if it was a small step. But you did, you won some award. What was it like? Some kind of like. Are you talking about modeling? Yeah. Oh, so, so this is fantastic. This is like real life Zoolander shit. <laughs> I went. I was, I had just started my, I was in Sacramento. I had a girlfriend. I was working at a warehouse and, and, uh, this agent introduced me to this guy who said, yeah, you know what? Would you like to come to New York? And I'd yeah. never been to New York. Uh, we'll sponsor you to go compete in this IMTA and which is the Inter international model and talent association. You don't have to tell me, yeah. obviously it, I know what that a, is, Josh. You, you, you don't compete, insult my intelligence. You, 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 you've been a competitor for years. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in the, the under five, nine category. That's what I'm in. <laughs> So I went to this thing and he's just amazed by New York City. I just remember going, wow, I just paid $8 for a bag of chips. I don't, so have, any, I don't have any money left. This is awesome. <laughs> and, oh, and so I went to this thing and, you know, there's, there's kids from these little agencies all over the country. You know, kid, by kids, I mean teenagers to mid-20s. I yeah. was mid-20s at the time who are there with their little agencies competing to try to meet agents from New York or all over the world. And they have a competition where you, you know, you do your fashion, you walk down the runway and then you do your underwear thing. And then you, and then you do like a photo thing where you do like your own photo shoot. And, and it's a competition. It's like a male pageant. Yeah. And as the week went on, the buzz became that it was between me, this kid, I can't remember his name. And this kid named Chris Kutcher, who is now Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. And, <laughs> and that was the buzz. I was like, oh, my God, I have a chance to win this thing. This, this is like, a movie. There's like you two, know this is like, a movie. There's like 2,000 people here. <laughs> and like I'm like in the running building. For this. It was a buzz. Talk of the town. Like, oh, it was like, oh, it was just, it was amazing. I was so <laughs> Because like in the early preliminary competitions, you both were doing well? Yeah, you even. know, it was. I, I you really nailed the underwear. Was, and you were, yeah. my, my underwear, I, I mean, on my turn. It was all about my turn. <laughs> At the front of the at the front of the uh, catwalk, right? I just really jutted my ass out there, and they <laughs> seemed to really respond. And so oh, no. we get to the last day where they're announcing it's like a pageant, they're like third runner up from Spokane, Washington, Tom Thompson, <laughs> right. second runner up from you know 
Knoxville, Tennessee, it's so-and-so. Second runner-up, so-and-so from so-and-so. And then it's, then it's me and Ashton. Yeah, you can imagine. <laughs> and they say, first runner-up, Chris Kutcher. What? Rapid City, oh. <laughs> Cedar Rapids, Iowa. <laughs> and I literally, like... Burst into tears and they were raising me up. You got your tiara. You got your and a tiara. The whole thing, (laughs) raising me up. And I just thought that that, this was this. I was I was off and running. I was going to be a huge star. What was the prize? Four years later, nothing. (laughs) Nothing. I didn't get any agencies from anywhere. Ashton, meanwhile, had gone on to do this this Calvin Klein campaign. He went on to do that '70s show. Within like months, the guy just skyrocketed. So you must have been full of rage and resentment for the last next couple years. Yeah, and I'm still bitter. (laughs) I still don't like the dude. No, I love Ashton. He's a great guy. But uh, but yeah, that was that was kind of the way it went. And uh, you know, all these years later, we laugh about it because we were just so into it. It was (laughs) like yeah, like so you were into. You have to be into it, otherwise you're going to hate yourself during it, right? Like I mean. You have to have some level of self-awareness, but you don't want to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You got to understand where I was coming from, too. I was like not that long ago working construction, you know, out in uh, a field digging ditches, like pulling out old gas tanks out of the ground and replacing them. And it was just a and now you're buying eight dollar potatoes. Here I I was in New York City. I was like, wow, this is the greatest thing ever. (laughs) So So then was it after that or before that that you were going to school for for dentistry? Well, I, I got my undergrad degree before I left for California. Yeah. Actually, that's not entirely true because I got, I got all the way – I was one credit short when I left Minot State University and moved to California. And the reason for that was that if I needed to go re- improve my – I had like a 3.4 and I needed to be like a 3.7 or 3.8 to even have a chance to get in. Right. My DAT scores were good enough, which is like the MCAT. Uh, but I needed a better – I needed like retake organic chemistry and I think another one I had to retake. Yeah. So I did it on purpose, and the only one that I hadn't taken was this introduction to art, and it wasn't until 12 years later that I did a correspondence class. Oh, nice. Got my degree. That was important to you to go back and it was. Just a, it you know, I put a lot of work into yeah. it. You know, you take all the microbiologies and organic chems and statistics and all these classes that were just grueling. I might as well finish it. Yeah, might as well get a certificate. Yeah. <laughs> so when you look at other people's teeth... Are you judging me? Are you judging people? You've got a nice set. No, it's you, a, got a, yeah, you got a pretty nice set. I got there. a little buck teeth action. No, you like, don't. don't look at no, me. I don't like don't. the way you're looking no. at me. Like, but, just open up a little bit. Hey, hey. those are <laughs> they're dentures. Per- they're really those good are dentures. Perfectly passable. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't look English. Let's put it that way. <laughs> wait, do, wait. Does this does this broadcast in England? No. Okay, great. Only in England. <laughs> Only um, in England. <laughs> I am the toast of London. Um, okay, so then you have four years of misery watching Ashton Kutcher rise through the ranks. Yeah. And what's the breakthrough? Is it is it the soap? Is that the... It was... I did a... My very first job was just before All My Children. It was a... It was a, a, an adaptation of Dorian Gray's The Picture of Dorian Gray. Right. Or not, not Oscar Wilde's The Picture of Dorian Gray. Right. It, and it, <laughs> did you say Dorian Gray's picture of Dorian yeah, Gray? Dorian yeah. Gray wrote it? He wrote it. Yes, he wrote it. It's <laughs> beautiful, yeah, and he wrote it. it. Beautiful. Um, yeah. So it was, uh, that was the first thing. It was a student film that actually helped get me the job on All My Children because they thought, oh my God, this guy's doing movies. Meanwhile, yeah. it was like, barely. Yeah, it wasn't. It was, it, it was me running around in a loincloth. So once you get All My Children, is it kind of quick? Like, is it immediately like you're getting attention in that world like you're yeah yeah because i had to get i mean my whole my whole career has just been about like 
I'm, I got nothing to lose. You know, I went into that thinking I'm not going to do any, cause my mom watched soaps my whole life. And I knew, I knew what I didn't want to do and I knew what they were going to expect of me. So I just tried to, you know, bust out of that mold as soon as I could. And they really responded to it and they were great to me there. They they started writing for the character. I ended up winning an Emmy my second yeah. year, which was again, huge, <laughs> huge. Your trophy wall is impressive, yeah, dude. I know male model of the year and a daytime Emmy. Do you know where they are? Are they side by side? Uh, I can't, I don't know where my male model of the year trophy is. I wish I still had it. I don't know where it went, <laughs> but that would be, that would be placed prominently. Right. Right next to my Ash could probably broke in and stole it. Yeah. He did. <laughs> so resentful. He's still better, bitter about it. <laughs> so um, does that, well, you, well, you, that's interesting what you say. Like you, there were certain things you didn't want to do and you knew you didn't want to play into certain kind of stereotypes, I assume. Right. Like what, what are you talking about there that you were wearing? Well, of? I wanted him to be this irreverent sort of uh, character where, you know, he, it wasn't all mel- you know, melodramatic. He, I wanted yeah. him to be funny and sort of unpredictable and, and, the character really was for, you know, for as far as I knew how to do it at the time. I was still very green, but I really sort of didn't care. I was yeah. just going to do it because it was either this. Dental school was already water under the bridge. That wasn't happening. So I didn't know what else I was going to do. So I had to be good at this. Yeah. And I still carry that same mentality today. It's like I'm still taking classes. I'm still trying to, you know, become good enough to the point where they can never, yeah, you know, I can, I, I can always work. Well, and it strikes me, I mean, back in a silly way to you being willing to put on a gym costume for a bit that I, that I, I conjured up. Like, you, 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 you do play against sort of expectations in a great way, and you're willing to kind of, like, put yourself out there, which I think has really done you very well. Well, yeah, I, don't, I try not to take any of this too seriously. Yeah. You know, it's, it, I'm very blessed to be, you know, doing what I do, uh, and, and I have fun doing it. Yeah. And, you know against my publicist's better wishes, I've done some things that they probably wish I hadn't. <laughs> and maybe it's hurt me along the way in some ways, but whatever. Yeah. You know? So um, let's talk a little bit. Well, there's a few things I want to talk about. I definitely want to talk about the Transformers movies because Michael Bay is an insane maniac in the best possible way. Yeah. Um, was that Was that a huge moment to kind of get into that scale of film and to even, you know, not like maybe the juiciest role, but you get to chew on a little bit and yeah. you get to be in that kind of franchise. Yeah. That's a big moment. Yeah, it was a huge moment. And it was, it was something that I didn't even realize was going to be as big as it was. I remember when I was, I was meeting at Michael Bay's offices with his, uh, with his, his producing partners, Andrew Form and Brad Fuller, who do a lot of his other movies. Yeah. And I was meeting on the hitcher and, I remember Michael Bay stuck his head in and, he, and he's like, hey, I just want to say hi, man. Uh, and it's like, oh, hey, Michael Bay. How are you? And <laughs> Was he's, he's the full name. And he, <laughs> and he says, I'm just working on this this uh, this movie, Transformers. Or I was like, Transformers, like the, from the cartoon? For right. me? That sounds awful. You said that? Sounds awful. No, I didn't say that, <laughs> but I was thinking it. And so he goes, come over and check out what we're doing. So I went over there and he showed me some of the artwork that they were doing for it. And I got it. You know, they're completely reinventing this, this, this cartoon that I watched as a kid. Yeah. And, you know, so a couple months after that, he brought me in to read for it and I ended up getting the part. And it was, uh, it was a huge blessing for my career because you're right. Maybe it wasn't the most juicy role. But it was still a part of a franchise that was hugely international yeah. and and uh, 
opened me up to different things. What, what do you learn from being on a set like that and seeing someone like that work? Because I mean, in my, I mean, I visited the last one, the the the, the Wahlberg one, and I felt like it was a badge of honor that like that Michael at one point yelled at me to get out of the way of one of his shots. Like, I was like, okay, yeah, He's, Josh, I, I need you to move. I need you to move. Okay, yeah. Come on, come yeah. on. He's so quick. He knows what he wants. He's he does decisive. that. He, he, just let's just preface it with this. He knew exactly who you were, and he knew that you would find some amusement in that. He, oh, yeah. he, he Michael's actually a good guy. Yeah. And part of that whole reputation of being a screamer is is he enjoys that, and it and he doesn't really take things that seriously. And but he, you know, he he loves. He's like a, he's like a he's like a big kid. Yeah, he's like a big kid with a big sandbox with all the toys. Yeah, and he loves to be in control of all these different toys, and he gets to create his visions, and and he's incredibly talented at it. And uh, I just felt, you know, in those movies, it's really hard to find your your space to to fit in and do it. Like you know, you have to be ready to go in an instant. And whatever's on the page, you usually don't say. He's constantly throwing new lines at you and you right. have to be ready to sort of roll with it. Uh, you know, I wish I'd been a little bit more versed in, you know, impromptu like that. I thought Shy did an amazing job of keeping up. Uh, and yeah, so it, it was just, it was more about, you know, just being a tiny cog in a giant machine right. and you just got to be able to go when you're called. Um, scale of one to ten, how crazy is Tyrese? Though he's a crazy man. Again, crazy in the best sense of the word. <laughs> he's a maniac, though. He is. He's a maniac. <laughs> but so he's trying much, to rule the world. But so much fun, this dude. I mean, I'll never forget. We had the best time traveling all over the world doing press for those movies. We, I remember he at the time he had this song, this single that he was trying to promote. He's going to use this international press tour. He, I remember he, he was talking. Hey, we're going international, baby. We're going international. <laughs> So he had like piles of this this single that he had, which was actually, I remember it was a really good song and it never caught on, but it was really good. And he would take it everywhere. He'd go to clubs at night, you know, after work, he'd go to clubs at night and he would do his, you know, DJ and, and promote his song. You know, the next morning he was dead tired and wasn't worth anything. Right. I was like, dude, are we here to promote the movie or, or your single? But I remember he was also going to shoot his music video right. while we were doing this. So he was using this trip as his calculator. He knows what he's doing. And, and have you ever, you ever heard of the Harajuku in Tokyo? I haven't. The Harajuku is a district in, in Tokyo that okay. is the most fashion-forward place you will ever see. I okay. mean, it was crazy. You can, go to any, you can go to Milan. You can go anywhere in New York, anywhere around the world. And this place is more fashion-forward than that. Wow. And these kids, it's all about tennis shoes and shoes and like pushing the boundaries. And I remember there's people, like thousands of people walking down the streets. And I see this, this tall black man. He's like the only one. You know, it's a bunch of sure. Japanese people. <laughs> it's a god just to them. standing in the middle of the street with a camera on him, just standing there <laughs> completely still. And I was like, Tyrese. And he didn't know that I was, I, it was like a random coincidence that I saw him there. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, shh. He was shooting a, 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 a motion, uh, like a, what do you call it when, a time-lapse video of him standing still with everybody shooting. Oh, man. So he was, he he's didn't just, care, man. He's zen he in the middle of that. shooting a video in the middle of the street in the Harajuku of Tokyo. He's going to take over our planet. Yeah. We're just living in Tyrese's world I, on I, borrowed I, time. I, yeah, he's, he's an he's a interesting cat. So what, 
you know, we talk about you kind of being flexible and kind of like, you know, going with the flow, but like, do you feel like you're calculated about your career at this point? Do you like, do you say to team Dumel, I want to go in this direction. I'm looking for this kind of thing. Put me in a superhero costume, anything like that? Yes. And no, I mean, I, I, obviously there's certain things that I won't do anymore. I feel like I've done, uh, pornography. You're, yeah, you're, you're I'm done. done I'm done with the Bukaki <laughs> films. Those are, those are over. <laughs> Thank you for elevating my disgustingness <laughs> to a whole other level. <laughs> uh, As the publicist just shakes her head. <laughs> the yeah, so there's things that I that I'm not gonna do just because not because I had, didn't have a great time doing it, but I just you know you do this for I, I, I'm a, actually a very creative person and yeah. I love to and I love doing this and I love to do different things, and so you know specifically what do I want to do? I never really know until I read it. Yeah, you know you don't I I don't want to say I want to do that because I could do that and it couldn't be the best version of that. I'd rather do the best version of whatever is there. Right. Given your genetic gifts, I'm guessing you've been on a superhero audition. I have been. I have been. How did that go? Is that bizarre when you have to kind of like... I auditioned for... Oh, here's a good one. This was not that far ago, not that long ago. I was shooting this movie with Hilary Swank called You're Not You. Right. And it's a very heavy movie about this girl who's suffering from ALS. Right. And uh, we had just finished this scene where I'm her husband who knows she's about to die. And I have this breakdown. I've been keeping up this front that I'm strong for, but I really go I break down. It, yeah. And that was the last scene of the day because I had to rush out to go audition for Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> so I remember going like... <laughs> Like literally my eyes were all swollen and red and I was just in a depressed state. I've been thinking about, you know, this poor woman of Lou Gehrig's disease for right. all day. And it was just the whole set was like this somber kind of place. And then I have to go in and try to audition for the most charming part. man on the planet. And it was just not my best audition. Yeah. You know, I wasn't really ready for it because I was so focused on the other thing. So, yeah, you know, there's there's. Uh, but am I really looking to do a superhero movie? Not really. Yeah. Is, um, Unless it's, I actually really did like that movie. It's a great movie. Um, would you prefer that Axel ends up being an actor, a singer, or a star athlete? An actor, a singer, or a star athlete? Uh, sports still the first true. Like, is that your obsession? I really love sports. Yeah, but as I'm a little bit older now. I think that sports are great as a kid because you learn competitiveness, you learn teamwork, you learn how to work with it, you learn how to win and lose. All those things I think are important. But to become a professional athlete, it's just such a short-lived thing. You know, these guys who are 33, 34 years old are considered old. Yeah. Where that's got to be a tough pill to swallow. When and we see it time and again. Yeah. Like what happens after is pretty it's and also nine times out of ten, it doesn't end well. Yeah, and also tough. if you're very if you're really good going through you get this false sense of reality that everything is sort of handed to you and you're, and you don't have to work as hard where in my case, I had a lot of, I took a lot of hard knocks in sports. So as hard as I was and as depressing as it was, my world I felt was just falling apart when things didn't go my way in sports. Right. I actually learned a lot from that in retrospect. So, uh, you know, I don't know if I want him to be an actor or a singer. I mean, if he wants to do it, he can, 
ultimately, I just you know, really want him to get his education and whatever he's really passionate about to go after that and just be great at it. You're kind of like one of my favorite little family units. I saw you about a year ago at South Bar. Oh, that was fun. That was great. You were on set. Yeah. And there, there was Fergie with, with, with a baby <laughs> Pushing axle. him around in the pasture. It was like uh, the most uh, idyllic Norman Rockwell thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> you guys are just so normal. It's insane. She's a great mom, that woman. She is a great mother. Do you, do you marvel like when you see her over the course of the years like performing? Is that like alien to you? Like Is that, is that the same person you know at home? Is it just a different side that you also respect and love and just... I, uh, you know, I love watching her perform. She's just, she's truly gifted at what she does. She's top 1% of like the people that own the stage. And, 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 you know, I think people are really going to see how good she can be in this next album. It's really, really good. Nice. Uh, And she's really putting everything she's got into it. She's, you know, she's in the studio right now. Uh, but yeah, I love to watch her up there, but at the same time, I want, I really just want her to be, I'm, I'm happy that she's happy recording because for a long time she wasn't, she didn't want to, she wasn't even sure she was going to go do music anymore because there was such a grind for 10 years with the peas out there, you know, all over the world performing that she just, she had such a bad taste in her mouth, but now she's back into it and she's, she's reinvigorated and, and is loving it again and writing and, and scheduling it out. So she gets her family time, but she still goes in and works hard three or four days a week. The, um, I'm curious back on the sports thing. I'm just curious what, so what are your sports? Like uh, rank them for me. What are the ones that you actually football's my favorite. Okay. For sure. Uh, I don't know. I love watching golf Basketball this time of the year starts to get good with with college basketball. I'm really starting to like. I'm I'm really starting to like soccer. Okay. Baseball, I really like during uh, during the postseason. Okay. And I'm I'm also yeah I am a baseball. I'm actually starting a baseball movie in a week and a half. Are you really? Do you remember? Are you a baseball fan? Yeah, big time. Do you remember Bill Spaceman Lee? Oh yeah, I'm playing quite a character. Oh yeah, I'm playing him in a movie that starts March eighth. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, he was that's awesome. Crazy cat. That yeah. Dude, but, People but don't talk a, about him anymore, but when I was growing up, he was, it was like yeah. the tail end or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was, I think his last year was 82 or 83 exactly. with the Expos and he disagreed with the management letting go one of his favorite players. So he just left one across the street and drank beer while he watched the game on the TV and then Classic. realized in like the seventh inning, they're probably going to need him. Right. So he ran back over and said, all right, I'm ready. And they're like, fuck you. You're out of here. Wait, can I say that? <laughs> yeah, it's all good. You're you're done, and he was like, okay, well, you know what, I'll find out. He was because he was still a really effective pitcher, sure, but he essentially got blackballed from the league because he was so outspoken and progressive in his thinking. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was on the cover of High Times. I remember during it while he was playing, which doesn't go over well with MLB execs. Yeah, so That's it's a so really great. cool script, uh, and and I'm excited to do it. I got a lot of work to do in the next week and a half, but yeah. it'll be fun. What do you? Um, when you look at your career, are there is there is there a performance or at least um, experience on set that you kind of I- idealize in terms of like that was that was as good as it's going to get or as good as it's gotten so far in terms of just like the kind of environment I want to be a part of the kind of filmmaker I work with actor I play against. Uh, like what are you trying to get it back to? Well, you know, it's every every movie is like an an adventure every job is like an adventure that's part of why i love it so much is it never really gets dull you're always sort of uh 
trying to do something fresh and new and do the best job you can. Yeah. You know, this this is this is this is it. This is my Oscar moment. Yeah. It hasn't quite come yet, but you know. <laughs> oh. Well, and I would think also from each one you can take away. I mean, you're like, you know, you're working with James Conn for yeah. a few. I mean, like that's that's a wealth of knowledge you can tap into for yeah. years. That was a great experience. I actually ran into James Lejeur last night, who played uh who played Mike Cannon on the show. Uh randomly ran into him at the hotel. And you know that was a great experience because it was five years and we all really loved each other and we yeah. really we all still talk everybody still gets along nice uh but you know transformers was great because it was just you you you, you saw things on a movie set that you just don't see i exactly. mean you just don't see jets flying over the top <laughs> with helicopters you know flying and yeah, it's the know, highest level going. of it's that a, kind of movie it's, making. it's insane yeah but then there's movies like Lost in the Sun that I just finished that you saw yep. when you're out there with us and Scenic Route. Those two movies really stand out because they were really about the just bare getting bones. In there and doing the, the bare work. bones yep. of just making a movie and everybody was all hands on deck and it was everybody was there for the right reasons. And I'm really proud of those two movies. Um, before I release you out into the wild, I've got an Indiana Jones fedora with some random questions. Okay. Just because there are a hundred in there doesn't mean you have to answer each one of them. Okay. But uh, if you'd care to, dip your hand in and let's see what fate has in store for you. Uh-uh. Calm down. You've already, let me just dig down in here. Is this his actual hat? Yes, I still, I ran away from Harrison Ford. He's still trying to find me. In 20 years, I will be... God, in 20 years, I'm going to be 62 years old. <laughs> bringing bringing oh, the mood down. <laughs> That right there is scary. My dad is just over 62. Uh, in 20 years, I see myself doing a lot of the same things I'm doing now, really. I mean, I just want to keep working, keep keep finding projects that inspire me. And, you know, my kid will be, you know, t- almost 22 years old, you know, That's and it, it's going to be, and hopefully we have another one. And that is really what, is exciting to me is watching this little dude grow up because yeah. it's the best thing ever. Well, not to mention you're also going to be celebrating the 21st season of Battle Creek, which yeah, congratulations, we'll be, we'll be by the way. Wow, I really like the show, but it's like bananas. It just goes on. Dial it back a bit. <laughs> yeah, I think we're really reinvigorating the show this year, Josh. Oh, man. <laughs> and, am I supposed to do another one of these? Yeah, keep going. A few of them. When was the last time I cried? Uh, the last time I cried was this morning. What? As a matter of fact, yeah. I was uh, scheduled to be on the CBS morning show and slept right through it. You did so, not cry because of that. You just said, I did. Oh, fuck them. I did. I I'm cried. a movie star. I don't need this. I cried. <laughs> uh, last time I cried. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, do you find that, like, does having a kid raise some emotions out of you that, like, you didn't know were there? Does that suddenly... Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but mostly good, mostly good things. Oh, yeah. You know, sometimes I just can't believe that we even made this little guy. Yeah, you, you literally, you know, at first it, that's normal. I mean, holy, shit, we made this little thing. <laughs> He's ours forever. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> He's going to be years. living with us for eighteen <laughs> years at least, if not longer. Uh, so that was, you know, that was that was probably the most emotional thing I'd say yeah. in a while for me. Uh, you you no determine one. your own ending. Let's do one right. or two more. All right. There we go. Were you ever grounded and for what? 
Nice guy, Joshy Dumel. Never. Oh, I got in trouble plenty uh, as a kid. She, it, the, the main thing was not letting my mother find out. I was, she was very loose with us. We got we had a, quite a bit of independence as a kid, uh, which got me into some trouble. Uh, I remember. Yes, I was grounded, but my room was in the basement with a window right there at ground oh, level. I could just on. sneak right out and go do whatever I wanted. So. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't until I got older and, and had to sort of instill my own discipline. Right. Uh, even though she was very, she was very structured and very disciplined. But well, and you were, you were, and you're child. the oldest, right? I was the oldest. So did yeah. you kind of feel like you? Because I'm the youngest, so I can just do anything. It doesn't yeah. matter. Did you feel like you played sort of, into that stereotype of being kind of a little bit more responsible, or no? Yeah, I did, but I was also sort of a hypocrite and and not necessarily following my own advice. Right. You know, I was a, I was. You know, I just, I just, I was a bit of a wild child. Yeah. Did anybody call you as a fellow Josh? Does anybody, did family or anything ever call you Joshy? Did anybody? Joshy? Yeah. Yeah, there's a few people that call me Joshy. I can't remember who it is right now. You know. My wife certainly doesn't. No. Uh, Do I want to know what she calls you? Is it a JD. suitable she, she calls me JD, believe it or not. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, all right. Let's do one more. Okay. Let's just, hey, you know, let's just go through the whole hat. <laughs> you got nowhere to be. <laughs> French, French fries or onion rings? That's the most important question of the day, dude. I'd say onion rings. Depends. They got to be kind of crispy. Yeah, I can support that. Uh, on that very important note, onion rings um, and Battle Creek. These are the two things to take away today. Uh, congratulations on the show. It's looking great, man. I know it'll be a success. You're going to make like that, that house money, that Hugh Laurie money. That guy is like worth a gajillion dollars. Is he now. really? That was like the most successful show like ever. How many years did they go? Eight or nine? Something like that. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we really, we, we'd love for the show to go for several years. Right. Uh, not 21, but somewhere in between. Not 21. Uh, but, you know, you know, as long as we're all having fun doing it, that's all I really yeah. care about. I just don't want to be there in eight years going, oh, my God, shoot yeah. me now. And I don't think we will because <laughs> I don't think it's, you will a, it's a fun cast. You've got a good, uh, good group behind you. And, uh, and this Bill Lee project sounds amazing. I can't wait yeah. to see it, man. Uh, always a pleasure. Thanks for stopping thank by, Thank you, Josh. Josh. Thanks, buddy. No gimp costume this time. No, thank you. That'll be next time, though. Okay. okay. That's the show, guys. I'm Josh Horowitz. This has been Happy, Sad, Confused. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Hit me up on Twitter, Joshua Horowitz. Go over to wolfpop.com. Check out all the amazing shows over there. And most importantly, check back in next week for another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Wolf Pop is part of Midroll Media, executive produced by Adam Sachs, Matt Gorley, and Paul Shear.